Welcome to Focus on Claims with Ernie Bray, CEO of ACD. Hey everyone, Ernie Bray here with ACD and welcome to this episode of Focus on Claims. Today, I got a very special guest. I was introduced to this individual through a colleague in the industry and I'm always looking for innovative companies, people who are trying to be game changers. And today, my guest from Alloy Claims is Dylan Whitehead. And Dylan, I'm excited to hear your story. Thanks for coming on. Hey, Ernie. Thanks for having me, and I'm really excited to talk to you. All right. Well, let's just jump on in here. Alloy, where'd the name come from? Tell me about Alloy. Yeah, so uh, I think like most startups, you struggle a little bit with how to, how to name yourself, how to market yourself. And uh -huh. so after uh, you know, carrying around a notebook with me for a couple of weeks, trying to think of different ideas, I thought about what it is that I'm really trying to achieve at Alloy. And mm -hmm. what that is, is melding processes and putting things into a, a single process that are going to create a great outcome. So I started to think about that and in mixing things. Then I started to think about like bronze, for example, is an alloy metal, uh, mm -hmm. which when you combine the base elements of bronze, you come out with a much stronger, better material. And I think when you combine the elements of technology with hum human beings in the right way, you come up with something that's really special and that is stronger than either one of them standing on their own. So on that basis, I thought alloy, it's simple, uh, catchy, and it really means something with what I'm trying to achieve. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. Really, that's really power, powerful name, actually. So you know what? You know, when I was got introduced to you and I was hearing about your background, I was like, we have some commonalities in there. Tell tell us, you know, listeners out there, how you got started in the industry. You know, your sort of your sure. story. Yeah, so uh, I was working at a theme park uh, in your neck of the woods, actually, in San Diego County, uh, California, and. Yeah. Uh, was in a management job there, uh, not making a whole lot of money. And I had a friend who'd gone to work at Geico, uh, which is also in San Diego. Uh, they referred me in to start working at Geico in their underwriting department. I took that job, uh, never expected to be in insurance. And uh, it was something that came naturally to me and was actually very interesting to me. It was something where I could work my brain uh, at the same time that I was making some money, which I appreciated. Mm -hmm. So uh, a couple of years passed, I got my four-year degree up in San Francisco, and then uh, I decided, well, you know, I'd really like to go into uh, government work, I think, um, but I don't have the money to go to the grad schools that I need to be able to do that. So I thought, well, I know about insurance. Uh, I'm going to start as a claims rep trainee and progressive, uh, get myself some money saved, and then I'll, you know, go on to what I really want to do. Um, and I think like most of us uh, in insurance, you know, maybe this wasn't exactly a direct path, but as I continued on it and continued to rise and at Progressive and, and continue to learn more about insurance, I, I felt like this could really be a special career for me. So uh, at Progressive, I did just about every job under the sun, which was a real benefit of the claims model that Progressive was offering at the time. It wasn't particularly yep. efficient, but uh, it was really helpful for a young guy like me coming up to learn everything there was to learn about the claims process. Um, after about 10 years there, I went over to a large multinational carrier where I became the head of consumer PNC claims audit. Uh, did that for several years, and then a new book of business in personal lines was being started down in Australia, and I was approached by the global uh, personal lines claims head 
to go down there and run that business. And uh, I did that for two years and it was uh, a really hard experience in a lot of ways, but also a really fantastic experience in going into a brand new market, uh, learning about different, uh, different methods and different ways to handle claims uh, and, and heading up a startup business. And that really prepared me, I think, for what I'm doing now with Alloy, which is uh, it, it's a claim service that is meant to start from the ground up and is meant to either supplement or uh, in some cases, if you need to replace a TPA or a claims department, we're able to do that. And I have the experience that uh, is really relevant to be able to head it up. You know, you're hitting on going back, just rewinding back, talking about progressive. Yeah. I'm former progressive too. I felt they had great training at the time. You know, I remember we did everything. We did so much. You know, and I know you did those things going out there. And I think the biggest thing I took from those days was the, the power of that um, customer service aspect. Because I remember going out in person, meeting with the customer. We would be cutting a check right there in person. It was revolutionary at the time when we were doing it. And it was like, to me, you learn so much how to give the customer a great experience, how to really handle a claim. You learn so much, and it's great. We have that same background, you know? Yeah. No, I think you're exactly right. Uh, that in person uh, meeting with people, and I worked in a, uh, a probably what some people call a challenged area uh, of Dallas, Texas, uh, when I started out with Progressive. And uh, it was a fantastic experience to be able to work with people from all walks of life and really understand their problems and, and get face-to-face -face with them to help them solve them. The, going, to, going back to the training we did there, let me ask you this. Um, did, did you learn to diversify? Did you go all the different types of like the, um, the heavy equipment or I should say RV, motorcycle, all those different experiences as well, the training centers at all? Yeah, so what, what I did was private auto. Uh, okay. So I didn't go into the heavy equipment or the special lines product like that. But what I did was, uh, you know, I was a liability adjuster. I was a file owner. I was a commercial claims handler. Uh, I was a field appraiser for, okay. uh, for material damage. Uh, and then I went into the casualty field and uh, did a lot of casualty work at Progressive and uh, awesome. ended up as a casualty manager. Yeah, I, I, I think the key, though, is, is, the, is, is all the different experiences really help shape the career because you see all different aspects of the claim. That's, that, that, I have to say, that was some great training we got there, you know, in those it days. Absolutely was. Okay, so so tell, me, tell me a little bit about – so. At Alloy, what are you seeing with the, the drive to mesh technology and the differentiator that you're trying to bring to the market in this, this TPA space? What's your goal when it comes to combining this? Yeah, so my goal is really to see uh, as perfect the claims process as we can possibly achieve. Uh, and, you know, it sounds like a lofty goal, but I think with the technology that we have available to us today in 2020, with the people that we have available to us uh, who are, you know, we've got a lot of capable people, a lot of really smart people. I think combining those two things, we can create a perfect claims process. Now that doesn't mean that every claim turns out perfect. We know how the, the world works and, you know, sometimes things don't fit into the boxes we want them to, but that's really the benefit of having a process focused technology where we can put the, you know, the, the, 80% of claims or however many that do fit into a certain criteria, we can run those really, really efficiently and with not a whole lot of touch points. 
And then with those 20% that maybe aren't going the way that they're supposed to for whatever reason, we have the people in the background who are experienced, they are empathetic, and they are problem solvers, and they can get on and, and help with those kinds of claims. When you're talking to Alloy, you're not going to be talking to somebody in a call center who is, uh, you know, entry level, not doesn't have much authority, doesn't have much knowledge or experience. And that's a frustration for a lot of people dealing with uh, anyone in customer service these days. And that's that yeah. we want the we want technology to facilitate process. And then we want human beings to really facilitate service where the process doesn't really work out the way that uh, that it should because of uh, whatever reason that might be. That's great. What do you think in the TPA side, what customers and consumers, or I should say the clients are looking for when it comes to data from their TPA? Because I mean, from what we'd seen in the past, I mean, years ago, that was the TPA side and the adjusting side when, they, when companies outsourced, even to the appraisal side, a lot of times carriers saw it as like, hey, this is just overflow situation. This is a situation where we're just, these are a certain segment of claims that may not get the same level of care or, um, you know, consideration. But I think, what do you think people are looking for when they what data from their TPA? You know, I think that the product side of insurance has moved a lot faster with respect to collecting data, analyzing data, and putting that into a real format that can inform their pricing and can inform their underwriting decisions with respect to risk selection. The best tool that a carrier is going to have to be able to analyze those things and, and come up with something that's going to be helpful to them is their own loss experience. The trouble right now is that most claims departments and most TPAs do not have the tools to be able to provide the granular level of data that mm -hmm. is that a, a product uh, leader wants to consume in 2020. And I remember uh, being in, in some of my roles and just feeling awful uh, when I would be asked by a product head, hey, um, you know, I, they, they would have a really reasonable question about what's driving a certain category of losses. Uh, what, why is this category of loss in this geographic area costing this amount of money? Um, I should have had a very simple answer to that. And I should have been able to go into the data, pull it and, and figure that out. But the unfortunate thing was, I'd have to tell them, look, I'll look into this for you. Um, I'll see you in 72 hours after I have put my head deep into a ton of PDF files manually and tried to figure out these drivers because uh, we just don't have systems that are set up to uh, collate and then correlate data. So that's what I've tried to do with Alloy, which really the sky is the limit as far as data analysis is concerned. If you want us to collect that data, we can collect it for you and we can correlate it in limitless ways. Uh, it is uh, really something that I'm proud of and something that I think a lot of underwriters and, and product heads are in serious need of. So you're really basing this on uh, technology being a basis or I say a, a foundation of building that TPA out then. Really, that's the foundation. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So, I mean, the way that I look at it is that uh, technology is a vehicle. Technology is an enabler. Technology is something that facilitates a process. Um, however, a vehicle is only as good as the person who's driving that vehicle. And we are the drivers. So you have the, you have the vehicle to deliver results. But if you don't have the right process in place or the right design in place to get you there and the right people to see it through, you're not going to succeed.
Yeah, it's really, yeah, you're right. It's the people that, that, that really power. I mean, you see all this technology everywhere. You know, they talk about AI, they talk about all these different things. But at the end of the, of the day, it's a people-centered business. Claims is a people-centered business. And if you have to have that meshing of that technology and people. You know, hey, you, you, you've been out over the world, global, global view of claims. Is there anything or you'd say that you saw on a sort of a holistic worldview of just claims in general that is ripe for, I don't know, innovation or things that are being overlooked in claims departments that just really need that change. Is there anything that you saw in different countries or, you know, that really stood out to you? Yeah. So I had the opportunity uh, as the head of consumer property and casualty claims audit. I worked in 21 different countries on claims and uh, was able to consult in those processes, see how different cultures and how different countries handle what are essentially the same problems. Uh, mm -hmm. A claim is a claim, and no matter what country you're in, they're, they're going to be the same. I think the one thing that is often overlooked is, uh, it, it's a pretty simple equation, really, but it is, what value does what I am doing to adjudicate this claim add to the process? And it's a, it's a very simple question and ha there's a lot of different answers and there's a lot of different ways to get there that I've seen all over the world and at different carriers. Mm -hmm. But I don't think a lot of people spend a lot of time stripping away the processes that they have been doing for 20, 30, 50 years in some cases and determining, does this truly add value to the outcome of the claim? And you mean that's going on, Dylan? You're, you're telling me that other countries, they're, they're, they're still even in their own way doing things they've done for 30, 40 years. And oh, absolutely. Yeah, and they may be doing different things, yeah. uh, but I think one of the pitfalls of modernization and uh, digitization is mm -hmm. that when, when people are trying to modernize their business, they are trying to overlay technology over a 50-year-old process. And they're trying to put in a technology solution to a process that maybe has no place in you know the, this decade that we're in, the 2020s now. Have you seen anybody that's been open in, in any of these countries or even here or anybody that said, hey, let's just, let's, let's just go to the ground, break it all down, start over, and let's just look at it from a new perspective. Let's see how we can be more efficient. Yeah, I, I mean, I think there are people who have that uh, mindset. I was certainly one of them when I went into Australia. My intention was I'm going to build a brand new claims oper operation from the ground up that is appropriate for today's consumer, today's level of technology, and uh, what it is that I know can be achieved in a claims organization. So that's what I tried to build. Um, there are those people out there who have that mindset, but um, there are a lot of people in our industry as well who have a what I would call a legacy mindset, which mm -hmm. is um, not necessarily the, there's not necessarily that willingness to strip away and really determine how do we make this a process that only adds value and strips away the parts that right. don't add value. Those totally. people are out there, um, but generally they're, uh, they're struggling within their own organizations to yeah. be able to get anything done. But there's a lot of opportunity. I mean, the, the good thing is there's so much opportunity to drive efficiency out there. You know, and that takes me to my next question. Automation, AI, you see it everywhere. Where do you think or where do you see it going? I mean, I think from my perspective is I get excited about AI. I get excited about all these things. But I think to some degree is there is a tendency, I think specifically from people who have not been forward thinking, they want to jump at the new shiny object. They want to go in there and try that out real quick and think they're going to get some ROI instantly. Um, but I mean, 
from my perspective, I see it as like, well, how can you add value? But where do you see that automation AI or even uh, solutions can add value on this process that can add value now even? Yeah, you know, I, I think that you're exactly right. There are a lot of people who are trying to uh, create sort of Frankensteins of technology uh, and legacy processes where they're trying to bolt on uh, one piece of an AI algorithm or machine learning and expecting that that is going to really change the game with their business. And as you say, it, it realize immediate ROI. Um, I don't. I don't really see that personally. I don't think that uh, that that is going to be something that we are going to be able to achieve. I think AI is a good tool, but it's a it's a tool that needs to be put into a pretty modern new process, and it's a tool that needs to be utilized thoughtfully so that it can augment the process and it can augment a human being's ability to handle a claim. Um, you know, and there, there is a place for it with very process driven tasks and there is learning that can happen there through blockchain, et cetera, and, and things that we can do to improve our fraud detection, uh, to improve um, material damage uh, estimatics, for example. There's a lot of things going on out there, but I don't think that uh, people should expect that they can just create uh, value out of an AI system that is just bolted on to right. a process that isn't necessarily designed for that. Yeah, great point. You know, I, like I said, we're going back to where you said you, you've been around the world, you saw different operations. And I mean, th this is a changing, I mean, COVID all came out, all these things are, we're in a very dynamically changing time right now. And, you know, with your perspective, and where things are going, what do you think like are the things that are going to be the biggest change coming in our industry. I see, I've seen, you've seen the news, you see carriers downsizing at yeah. many locations. They're trying to optimize things. They're outsourcing some of op, op, different operations in different areas. You see just all this, you know, change. What do you see from your perspective going on? Yeah, so I, you're exactly right. We are in a time of change, um, whether it be COVID-19, which is a huge disruptor, obviously, in this industry and for the globe. Uh, but on top of that, you're also seeing uh, increasing cat severity. Uh, you're seeing businesses that are struggling to make a profit within certain lines of insurance. And I think what you're unfortunately seeing at the moment is some knee-jerk reactions where carriers are, are thinking, we're not profitable in this space. We're not profitable in this geography. We're not profitable in this line of business. Uh, we're going to lay off. A, a ton of claims people we're going to lay off a whole bunch of uh, underwriters we are going to abandon or sell a book of business and i think it's going to end up leading to decreased competition and increased rates and i also question whether these knee-jerk reactions are really going to achieve some of the goals that they want to achieve you know a lot of these carriers have built these giant it infrastructures which are uh, really tough to be able to adapt. Uh, they're, not, they're not agile. And so mm -hmm. you have designed these processes that are really dependent on having a lot of human beings doing the touch points. And it may be, you know, they may be processing the claims. There may not be a ton of complex decision making, but there are going to be downstream consequences that I don't think a lot of these carriers are prepared for. And I think that if you, in the long run, if profitability is the goal, which of course it is for every one of us, uh, we, I don't think it's going to be found 
by just laying people off or going into a different process. But that's really where, where I created Alloy was to be able to fit in and bolt on to a claims department or step in in the place of the claims department or an existing PPA because we actually can save on expense costs. Uh, we are cheaper than just about any other TPA out there that I'm familiar with. Well, at the same time, we're saving on indemnity spend because of the way that we're managing claims and we're improving the customer outcomes. Uh, this is something that I think, while this is a tough time for business in general and for insurance, there's a lot of unpredictability. I, I think that this is really an opportunity for a carrier who's looking to make some changes in a thoughtful and measured way to look at the TPA market, see what's out there, uh, potentially have alloy as a part of that equation, and really see what the value could be in making change that uh, with an entity like Alloy who is really designed to change and to stop on a dime, to be agile, we can get a whole new claims process up and running in literally a matter of days. Uh, and, and that is uh, not something that any other TPA can replicate or any other internal claims department for that matter. Wow. Let, let me, I want to kind of switch over now to a little bit about like, we're, we're talking about technology and we're talking about like, where things are going in the auto space. One of the things, hot things has been over the years is the self-service is photo estimating and customers doing self-service. And I want to kind of get your thoughts of where things are going. And, I, and <laughs> this is kind of like a little story I have. Um, I was at the, the grocery store about a week ago and it was in line and there was one line open and there was like 30 people in line and everybody's social distancing and all that. And then you have the self-service lines over there. There's like six of them and they're empty. And you had one person standing there that was, you know, monitoring those. They're empty. Nobody was doing it. And then I was, I was talking to my wife. I said, you know, there's a time and just this thought came in my head, you know, self-service at sometimes can be bad service and not self-service isn't always good service. And yep. so what's your thoughts on balancing the consumer, like balancing, you know, self-service and where it should fit into the claim process versus when you need to get people involved, how do you balance that? And your thoughts, just some thoughts on that, because I mean, I'm a big believer in all of that self-service, but trying to find that balance, you know? What do you think about that? Yeah, no, you're exactly right. So I think an example in uh, auto would be a, a glass plane. Um, you know, how, how much human interaction do you truly need to get a, a chip in your windshield repaired or potentially replaced through a mm -hmm. leading glass vendor? There's not a whole lot to be done there. And that is a, uh, that's a place where there really doesn't need to be much touch points. So it's the same as if, with, if you're at the grocery store and you're there to buy a, a pack of gum, um, the self-checkout line is great for you. But if you have a really complex uh, claim where you know, your vehicle is totaled, there's people hurt, um, or you know, in the home, for example, um, you know, you've got a fire or something like that, this is not the place for self-service. Um, you may want to know where your claim is and you may want to be able to tell, okay, it has everything from my perspective been done. Uh, do I need to do anything else to get this mm -hmm. claim moving? Uh, where are we at with it? That's great for self-service. You know, people don't yep. need to pick up the phone just to talk to an adjuster and say, do you need anything else from me or where's my claim? At? That's a great place for self-service uh, is checking on the status. But you know, wanting to know uh, if your hospital bills are going to be paid, wanting to know, you know, whether you're going to be able to uh, get into temporary accommodation because, you know, your house is flooded or, or, or burned. 
um, look, that is, that's not where the, that's not where self-service is something that we believe in. So it's really all about the complexity of the claim. It's also about the, uh, the human element of it. You know, there are some claims uh, that, and we've, we've done a lot of analysis on this. There are some claims which might, from some perspective, look like, okay, this is a good place for automation. You know, it's low complexity, but we've actually done some work around figuring out, well, who is potentially a higher needs customer? Mm-hmm. Who's a customer who's going to need this uh, to be walked through a little bit more and have their hand held? And we have some triggers, even on claims that might generally be uh, ripe for uh, AI or for uh, RPA or for processes to really see that claim through. We have some triggers that tell us, hey, this is one you might want to have one of your people take a look at and have somebody who has some experience help this individual through. So it, it really is, and we've done a ton of work around this because that's at the core of what Alloy is trying to achieve, is that perfect mix between humans and automation. That's right. um, and you know, you hit on it in a, in a pretty simple example with the, the grocery store, but that really is at the core of uh, exactly what we're trying to achieve. Do you want to go through a self-service line when you have, you know, a hundred items in your, <laughs> in your cart? Exactly. You're not, the, you're not the best person who's equipped to deal with those hundred items. You can right. be fine with a soda or a candy bar, but uh, it's the same in insurance. You can do fine when we're telling you where to go uh, or you're telling us where you want to go to get your car fixed and, and we get that process going for you. Um, that's a perfect place for automation. That's the equivalent of uh, buying a, a dozen eggs and that's all you need from the store. You go through the self-checkout. But when it comes to complexity, you need a human being to help you out with that. And we have done a lot of work and I, have, I think we've been extremely successful in, in finding that balance. Well, yeah, you know, and, and I think you just, just got me thinking, it's like the key is the flexibility. You got to have flexibility to adapt to that customer, meet the customer where they want to be met, you know, and that's, that's really key. And, and I know we're getting, getting short on time, but I want to kind of wrap it up. I got another question about technology. You know, we love this technology. This is where the future is going. Are you seeing any resistance to technology? I see a lot of people talking about they want to move there. This is the digitization time. Do you see any resistance? I know it's kind of a crazy question, but anything resistance people move into this or you see people really generally accepting that, Hey, I knew, I know I need to make this change. Digitizing the process. Yeah. Look, I think everybody accepts to a degree that changes need to occur and modernization needs to happen. But it's an interesting question because carriers are made up of human beings. Uh, Insurers are a part of the financial sector, which is a conservative industry. And we've got the global financial crisis, which is a pretty fresh memory for a lot of people within this industry. So they might not be willing to make big moves or to make big changes. Uh, On top of that, there's really a ton of competing entities within carriers that unintentionally or otherwise, uh, they become barriers to technology and innovation. We've got IT security, compliance, got vendor management, claims, underwriting, you got transformation people project people, you got corporate leadership, all of whom have interests that may run up against each other, sometimes even straight out conflict. Uh, And I've had to navigate these waters uh, when I've worked at some of the carriers that I've worked at. One, it's, it's one of the main reasons I founded Alloy is because of that resistance. Uh, you, if you're trying to create a claims process yourself, uh, you've maybe got a a hundred different moving parts that you're going to have to get into uh, an approval process 
with all of these different groups of people. Uh, a TPA is a well tried and true tool within the industry. And so I created Alloy to solve all of the problems of trying to innovate within the industry and running up against some resistance. Mm-hmm. Getting a TPA across the line as a vendor within an organization, it's not a terribly tough process when compared with trying to yep. create a brand new process that maybe utilizes 10, 15, 20 vendors and, and different technology processes. Um, I, w- I went to the TPA market to try to solve my problems when I wasn't getting a lot of success with trying mm-hmm. to run my business in Australia. Uh, the answer, it wasn't there. Uh, and I knew I wasn't the only person in the world who was experiencing this. And when I thought about it, I thought, well, rather than live without a good solution, I can create this solution and take it to the market and help everybody in this industry. Well, that, that, that's interesting. And it kind of really hits like, we understand, like you said, the financial and the insurance market is a sort of a slow moving ship at a lot of carriers. I understand that. And, and that's fine. But I think it's a, a ripe opportunity for TPAs and agile companies that are like that speedboat. They can make that quick move and adapt and give, you know, the carriers the opportunities to use solutions quicker and faster. And I think that's great. So I want to wrap this up with, I'd like to hear and let our listeners know of some exciting things you have going on at Alloy. What's your mission? What you have going on that they could reach out to you? And, and I want you to give your contact information so after the end of this um, this show, they can reach out to you if they have any interest. So go ahead and tell us about some of the things you have going on there. Yeah, so just this month in October, uh, we have a busy month at Alloy. We are going to be participating in the Global uh, Global Insurance Accelerator, uh, which is virtual this year, and that's going to be taking place during the week of, I believe it's October 12th. Uh, The next week after that, we are going to be at InsureTech Connect. Uh, We're going to be exhibiting there, and we're really excited, uh, again, virtually to show everything that we have to offer. And then we're going to end the month with the uh, PLRB Virtual Claims Conference, which is happening October 27th and October 28th. You got a busy schedule uh, we're there. A sponsor uh, of that event, and we really just want to get our message out there because we think it. We have a compelling case. Um, I, I think that I have a product that sells itself uh, as long as I can get in front of the right people and, and explain what it is that I'm trying to achieve. So. Uh, if you would like to learn more, you can definitely get in touch with me. Uh, our phone number is 214-660-5451. Email is info at alloyclaims.com. Or if you want to talk directly to me, happy to do it. Dylan, D-Y-L-A-N at alloyclaims.com. Uh, you can go to our website, www.alloyclaims. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, all that good stuff. Awesome. Hey, Dylan, it was great having you on and great hearing your perspective on the industry and what you're doing at Alloy. And like I said, hey, it's awesome. And and if you're, like I said, if you're out there listening, you're interested in what they do, reach out to them and give them a call. All right. Thanks a lot, Ernie. It's been a pleasure. This has been Focus on Claims with Ernie Bray, President and CEO of ACD.